0: Was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, friends, if you're not in our text community, you have not heard this announcement yet. By the way, if you'd like to be in that inner circle, just shoot me a text 260 217 4675. So if you're not in that group, you have not heard the amazing news about BU Podcast. So, you know, I do get credit for coming on here consistently and sharing, and you get credit for being the ones who are sharing it, which is probably even more important. Otherwise, I would just be talking to three people. So the fact that you are sharing this and putting screenshots on your IG story and texting episodes to friends means the world to me, and there's something to show for it because I just found out being a newbie to the podcast world, not knowing how any of this works, that the BU podcast is now ranking in the top 5% of podcasts. And in the entrepreneurship category, which to be totally transparent, I don't even know how I ended up in that category, probably not the best category for this podcast, but I did find out that it's the most competitive category. And a lot of people don't want to be in that category because of that. But in that category, you and I, us, we, are ranking in the United States of America as 167 of all podcasts. In the country of Canada, we're around, I think, 66. And in the UK, 250. So congratulations to you and to all of us. It's actually just, it's a great nod to what we're doing. You know, we are not being cookie cutter. I am completely committed to being me (laughs) as I'm encouraging you to do the same and it may be a little messy, and it certainly will never be perfect. Apparently, this message is resonating with people. So we have, gosh, lots and lots and lots of people all over the world. I think we're at like 33 countries now, about 18,000 downloads. That's because of you. So thank you, thank you. So, oh, we've had some great episodes lately, by the way, haven't we? People are surprised to hear this, but I actually... Don't plan in advance what I'm going to talk about. I sometimes will say, Hey, here are some ideas I think I might want to cover for the month. And I plan out my guests. But as far as the solo episodes, I really just let it come to me. And I did not know what I was going to say before a few minutes ago. And I thought, you know, one of the topics that's really important for us to discuss and chew on and try on and swim around in is the idea of embracing the information that we don't know that we don't know, and asking ourselves very frequently the question, what if I'm wrong? So I don't know how to speak Chinese. I'm certain of that. I do know that I'm a breathing human being, right? I'm certain of that. So do this, play along with me now. So tell yourself something that you are certain of. I know that, what? Now something that you are certain that you don't know. I know that I don't know what. So for me, I know for sure that I don't know how to speak Chinese. So there's what we know. There's what we know we don't know. But then there's what we don't know that we don't know. I didn't even know I didn't know that. Think of all of the information that you didn't even know that you didn't know. And then you know it and you're like, oh my gosh. That is life-changing. That's crazy. How did I not know that? So that's the area that I really like to play in. I like to live in that that part of the swimming pool. You know I mean? That part of the pool is not going to be crowded. That part of the pool is going to have some rough water. There might be some murky water. Who knows? There might be a few snakes in there. I don't know. (laughs) But in that area of the pool also lives beautiful temperatures, areas which have just crystal clear water with sparkles, you know, like just magical places to swim around in. And I believe that that doesn't exist anywhere else. But again, there are some parts of it that might be murky or rough, maybe getting to the sweet spots, but also even just living in that arena. Like being in that part of the pool, it may not be crowded, but it's also, it's going to be difficult sometimes because we'll be challenged and our security will be threatened we'll be challenged to think differently and to expand our consciousness. And that's not easy to do, and it's not pleasant. And many, and many people who go into that part of the pool will just swim under the rope very quickly and go over to the other area, and that's fine. But most of us who listen to this podcast are excited to be in that area. So what if I'm wrong, like about anything? You know, when you're looking at different situations in your relationship with any other human being, It's very easy to focus on how we are right and we are correct. And as an Enneagram type one, that's my specialty, (laughs) right? But what if I'm wrong? What if I'm not looking at this from a healthy perspective? What if I am being really judgy here? What if I am taking on belief systems and looking through a lens of I have to be right, which means you'll never see truth? What happens when we look at topics like, oh my gosh, politics, health and wellness and nutrition, allopathic medicine versus functional and integrative and holistic health? You know, what happens when we look at sex, sexuality, you know, love? Any topic you can imagine, what if we look at those through the lens of, well, what if I'm wrong? What if what I've believed all along actually is not correct? What would happen if I would expand my mind here and open it up and seek to understand before or even without even thinking about being understood? What if I'm asking myself, what is it that I don't even know that I don't know about this? You know, I really believe that as you and I shed and we unbecome, It's not so much about, I want to be this, I'm going to achieve and become this. This is what I used to think. What I have found is that this journey is truly more about shedding, peeling the layers of the onion back, and unbecoming what we thought we were supposed to be, what society built us into, what our family systems and societal programming and institutions and just life in general built us to be. You know, What if we shed that? And we unbecome those things. We unbecome the person we thought we were supposed to be, we should be, we need to be. As we do that, my belief is that, yes, you become vulnerable. Yes, it can be scary. But at the same time, then and only then, is there space for expansion, room for that growth, room to take on new ways of being, new belief systems, new ways of believing, new ways of knowing, new ways of living. There's now space for that. And it's like a very beautiful welcoming. When before, we're bound up so tight and wound so tight and we're packed on layer by layer by layer by layer, ain't nothing getting in. It's just going to bounce right off of us. And we say we're being open. It's like, "Eh." you know, I just picture this like, like this flower, like, all tightened up, right, with one petal, one corner of the petal raised up a tiny bit saying, I'm totally open. I'm like super open-minded. <laughs> That's so many people. That used to be me, by the way. So it's it's very vulnerable to live this way. This way of being ain't comfy. It's like, you know, I was talking to um, my intuitive coach. Yes, I hired a psychic, an intuitive coach. Don't freak out. I'm challenging your belief systems right now. We're talking about what if I'm wrong. We're talking about what is there that I don't know that I don't know. This is one of those topics, especially if you are religious, you will automatically clam up. But I am so excited about Beck, who I found highly vetted through someone I completely trust, admire, and respect professionally and personally. And Beck, who is a psychic and intuitive and is hired by a lot of people. War, business coaching, life coaching, et cetera. I just found her and I had a conversation with her before recording this episode. And she was talking about, she said to her, you know, vulnerability is like going from bunker to bunker. You know, you're in a war and you're safe in your bunker. Vulnerability is when you get out of the bunker and then you have to expose yourself before you can get to the next bunker, right? You could be shot and injured, you could be shot and killed. Or at the very least, you're just going to be scared shitless because you are open. That's her version of vulnerability, and I love that. And I talk about vulnerability being, I don't have my pacifier in my blankie. I'm open. My arms are open. My hands are open. My chest is up, and my shoulders are back, and my head is up. My chin is up, and I'm just saying, here I am. Take it or leave it. This is me, but I'm open. It's not perfect. It's super flawed and messy, but I'm not going to hide and I'm not going to pretend this is me. So living this way and thinking this way, the way of what if I'm wrong? What if what I've believed this whole time actually isn't correct? Or what if it's not the healthiest way to think? What if I've just been programmed to believe this? What if I believe these things just because my grandma did, my mom did, my great-grandma did, my aunts did, and now I do? That way of living is vulnerability. It's unknown, it's scary, but it's also magical. Magical. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place to exist. What I don't know that I don't know. So you can pick any topic out there. You know, looking at health, what if what you've been told and what you've chosen to believe actually isn't correct? Or what if There is a way to look at it so that you could be even healthier, but you're so hell-bent on being right because it's more comfortable to be right. That's our safety. That's our security. What if you learned, if you were open to looking, that cow's milk actually isn't good for the body? It don't do the body good. What if you found that out? What if? What if you did research that was not influenced by special interest groups? and you discovered that cow's milk is actually highly inflammatory to your system? What if you learned about casein and the connection between that and disease? Maybe you wouldn't drink cow's milk anymore. And I'm certainly not telling you not to. I'm just saying, what if? Or what if you are just completely anti-dairy because you've seen the science and you know what you know what you know? And what if someone could tell you that in Ayurvedic medicine, there are benefits to drinking warm milk. Oh, that can't be true. Well, what if it could be true? What if when it comes to nutrition, it's more about how you feel about the food you're eating than the food you're eating? What if? When it comes to love, what if your entire existence was built on a belief system that comes from shame And trauma and pain. And so everything you're seeing is through that lens. What if? What if your beliefs about other people, people of different ethnicities, people of different races, isn't just not expanded, but what if it's just flat out wrong? You know, what if your belief about people who look different from you or from different parts of the world or different parts of the country, different skin color, What if your belief about them is completely false? It's been programmed into you by the media, by society, by generation after generation of your own family. What if craving sugar is actually a sign that your life needs more sweetness? What if there is an an emotional connection to every single illness and disease? What if you peel back the layers of the onion of autoimmune disease? And you find with diseases like lupus that the fundamental emotion that causes it is actually self-loathing and self-hatred. What if that were true? But wait, that's not what I've learned. Right. But what if you're wrong? What if the treatment plan, when you find out that you have a disease, was created by a system which is looking for profit and gain and not focused on your wellness and your true health? It would be so beneficial to take on the mindset of, what if I'm wrong? What if they're wrong? What if I shed and unbecome this and I open myself up and I say, what's out there? And then what if you found healing? Look in the United States right now, what's happening with the division in this country. Every time something happens, the media is giving us the version of it. We're not actually seeing the event. The media is interpreting it Inflaming it, casting their own flavor to it, and then feeding it to us and saying, How's that taste? Yeah, I know. I know how it tastes because I made it. What if what we're seeing and what we're hearing and reading is not accurate? What if? Oh, that's not true. How do you know? How can you be sure? If you're willing to live in the what if it's something that I don't even know that I don't know, then you absolutely believe that it's possible. What if the message of every major religion is the same? What if your religion, which you are so certain is right, what if it's just right for you? Oh no, 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 no. That's not true. There's only one way because that's what I was taught and that's what I believe. Right. But what if people of other faiths were taught the same thing. How do you know you're right? How are you certain that you are correct? You really aren't. It is called faith and it is called belief, right? But what if you're wrong? What if what you've been taught is tinged, it's clouded, it's skewed? What if it's not? But on your journey, on this path, on this earth, you are meant to believe that. And then one day you pass into the next existence, whatever you call that, what if you find someone else in that next existence and you realize, oh my gosh, we made it to the same place? How's that possible? Because you had to believe what I believed to get here, I thought. And the other person said, either, yeah, I knew you thought that and I just went ahead and let you think that. (laughs) Or what if the person said, oh, my gosh, I thought the same thing about you? When it comes to parenting, what if there's a different way to look at it? This has been really difficult for me because I tend to criticize myself, really, really be hard on myself. I have an internal perfectionist who just loves, loves, loves and thrives on being in control. And so this is a dangerous game for someone like me because I will should on myself all day long when it comes to my parenting. But I've learned so much by being in a second marriage with a man who parented complete opposite to mine. And I absolutely judged him. And I'm sure he looked at me. He doesn't tend to be judgmental, but I'm sure he looked at me and scratched his head a few times too. Here's a funny story. So I have always let my kids just be very, very messy I love them creating, you know, I've always had like an art table out. They're always like, when they were little, it was like finger painting, coloring, you know, putting bird seed in on a cookie sheet, flour, letting them, you know, play with flour all over the kitchen. I mean, it, it was important to me and I, I, I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. And I'm very proud of that. Drives him bonkers. He can't stand any type of mess. Now, The funny thing is, <laughs> he's actually someone who has a lot of clutter around him. But he doesn't like messy, sticky, that type of mess. And I'm sure he watched me many times and was like, okay, that's, it drives me crazy. He loves it now. He doesn't understand it, but he loves that about me. Because he he says, I really wish that I had done that with my children. I wish I had let them be more free like that. I wish I had let them be self-expressed and creative. And I encouraged art and that sort of thing. And then I've learned many things from him with his parenting. I am so, have always been very militant. And you do this and you do that, and you don't do this and you don't do that. And if I say now, I mean now. I don't mean in five seconds. I mean now. And that's the opposite of him. So his parenting drove me crazy. But what I realize is that it's actually healthier to be more like him when it comes to that, to let things flow a little bit. And it's interesting because look at the example I just gave. I'm more fluid when it comes to like being creative and self-expressed, but I'm completely uptight and wound up when it comes to discipline. Hmm, interesting. I just made that observation. So it doesn't matter what we're talking about. When it comes to going back to spirituality, and I told you I was speaking to an intuitive, I've learned so much in the last year. I've been open to things that used to freak me out because they challenged the belief system, but it wasn't really my belief system. It was a borrowed belief system. It was a belief system that I agreed to have ingrained in me and etched onto me. And after I unbecame that, I'm not just open to anything, right? I'm not just saying, oh, sure, I'll do this and this and this. I mean, I, I absolutely recommend that you as well, but I always put it through my internal compass. And that internal compass trumps everything. It's my true intuition, which I believe comes from divine spirit, love, light, God. But I have been opened up. And because I have unbecome, I have that space, right, that room, that energy to expand my awareness. And so I'm looking at angels and spirit guides. And why could that, why is that not true? Why or how can we say that that's not okay or that that's not true that we communicate with angels or angels communicate with us? well, it's because I wasn't taught that as a Christian. I was told that thinking that way is just like not okay. And then I met a woman who was my business coach, who is a Christian woman through and through, and she's introducing me to sound healing and past life stuff and spirit guides and guardian angels and psychics and intuitives. And I was like, oh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. So it's okay to think like this? Now, that could be a whole different episode, right, giving ourselves permission to be only when we see that someone else has done that. That is absolutely a theme with a lot of women. It has been a theme for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you go to an event, and you're not sure what to wear, and so you get really dressed up because you think that's probably appropriate, and you see someone who's dressed down, and you're like, oh, I didn't know we could do that. So many of us do that with our belief systems as well, and I did that with this example. Well, hold on a minute. I didn't know I could believe that. I mean, I might secretly believe it, but I wouldn't say it out loud. And I really challenged myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I am not going to do this, especially if I'm going to have this podcast about being you. This is me. Take it or leave it. My internal compass, my creator says, go for it. My creator is the one who drew me to that. So there's no bad or wrong about it. And because of that, oh my gosh, the wisdom and the blessings that have come to my family. Me being willing to step away from religion. Now, that was years ago. That's not anything recent, but that was vulnerable. That was scary. That was unknown. That was the part of the pool that I talked about. Oh gosh, this doesn't feel good. There aren't very many people over here. But that's where I found all the the miracles and the magic for me personally. So when you're looking at even just interactions with others, Things that you hear about other people. You know, I used to fall right into, well, someone said it, so it must be true, until I was the one being talked about. There were people saying about me, and this was really, really hard for me, a lot of people saying that I was the reason that my husband divorced his wife. When I absolutely 100% was not the reason he divorced his wife, not not even close. But people said that, so that made it true for people. And then people will tell other people that. And if I judge that, by the way, I'm just as bad because I myself have done that so many times. Looking at something at face value and not being willing to say, what if I'm wrong? Just because someone told me this, maybe it's not true. When I look at platforms like um, LinkedIn, for example, I've been off of Facebook and Instagram for, I think, about a month now, and I've always had a LinkedIn account, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go on there a little bit because it just feels very different for me than the others, and I won't get caught up in it at all, and I thought, I'm going to put up my podcast on there and just put a few things out there and see how it goes, and as I was watching the posts from people I hadn't been on there in so long, I realized, oh, we've got some Fruit Loops in the world of Cheerios here. I like this. I've got some people pushing... The limits here. I have some people pushing the boundaries and saying, okay, not LinkedIn appropriate. I don't care. You think I should be on TikTok instead? Good for you. You know, they are being themselves and I'm loving that. So this way of being and this way of opening ourselves up is something that can be applied to every single experience we have. What if traditional school is not the right way for my child? What if unschooling my children is the way to go? What if the whole system in the United States, with public education at least, what if it's actually hurting our kids? I'm not saying it is, but what if it is? Instead of blindly following and buying in, what if we stopped and we took a step back and we said, hold on a second, hold on a second. What if we're wrong here? How do I know for sure this is, by the way, do I even look at what they're teaching them? And where did that come from, by the way? Is there an agenda in there? There's so much wisdom in this way of being and thinking. So I hope you have fun with it. Obviously, I'm not assuming that you don't live this way. Many of you do. That's why you like this podcast. But there are many of us who live this way only in certain areas of our lives. We're really open and we're unbecoming and we're challenging belief systems, except don't touch materials. You know, like, (laughs) don't, 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 don't come over here. Not to this part. Mm Mm-mm. Not budging. Now, you might say, well, hold on. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a belief I'm not willing to change. That, that absolutely is healthy, right? Not only are we allowed to do that, it can be very healthy. I believe if and only if we have put it through this filter of what if I'm wrong? What is it that I don't know that I don't know about this? If it's gone through that filter and then it passes the litmus test of what is my inner knowing believe? then yeah, hold on tight. I mean, there's certain beliefs I have. You're not changing my mind. But it's not like I haven't looked at it from 20 angles. I already have. I mean, one of my kids, really intelligent, believes that we are living in a simulation. And at first, I'm like, dude, like, or as he says, I should say, bruh. <laughs> what is up with, with kids now? Boys, they're calling their moms bruh. It used to be mom, mom, mommy. Now it's bruh all the time. But I'm like, bruh. Uh, we're not living on a simulation. I actually almost said that to him. How dare I? How do I know that? I might believe that, but I don't know that. He is certain about alien life. He is certain we are living in a simulation. And then the other day, I see that Elon Musk, who is now the richest, by the way, in the world, but the most brilliant man in the world, believes we are living in a simulation. Okay, maybe my 16-year-old is onto something it goes back to the cocktail party. I think I need to dress this way and I see one person dress the way I want to dress and suddenly I have permission. Well, now that someone else thought this way, it gives me permission to say, well, maybe I can think this way too. I mean, you can apply this to vaccines. You can apply this to healthcare. I mean, when I look at what we do now for our health compared to 10 years ago, you know, I became open to the approach of looking at the whole body and really looking at nutrition 13 years ago. But it's really only been in the last year that I, I mean, my kids are doing acupuncture and cryotherapy and hydrotherapy, homeopathy. We've got crystals. We've got, I actually have a piece of paper next to me now that I was going to talk to my husband about wanting to get this infrared, like crystal blanket that you lay on. I mean, there are things that we do now in these, by the way, ways of people call it biohacking. It was so weird years before. And to some of you right now, it sounds weird, right? It's only because you haven't been exposed to it. Remember, as you peel those layers of the onion, you are going to become so much more open to new ways, new expansive ways of thinking and being, learning, etc. So years ago, talking about that was just like crunchy and woo and weird. And now it's pretty darn mainstream. You know, I listen to podcasts where I just listened to a two-hour podcast last week And um, it was someone from a scientist from Germany talking about the effect that lighting and different types of lighting have on our brain and on our behavior and on our physical health and our emotional health, et cetera. And it was fascinating. Years and years ago, that guy would have been laughed out of a room. So the power and the magic lie in challenging our current beliefs, asking ourselves, Every minute of the day, what if I'm wrong? Being vulnerable, open, embracing the unknown, embracing the scary, understanding that also behind that is magic and bliss, looking at what we don't know that we don't know, understanding that as we shed and we unbecome, we then have room for new ways of believing, growing, and knowing. So send me a text and let me know what you thought of this episode, 260-217-4675. And as always, I would be so appreciative if you would share this, this episode or another. Just text it to some friends or put it on your IG story and get the word out because we have no advertising and we don't have the help of a company doing any kind of marketing for us. This is just growing organically and it's doing well because of you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.